Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. I am so excited uh, to be chatting with you. I am Narissa Sue, the host of the Lioness Method podcast. And today we have the absolute pleasure of chatting with Kelly Charles Collins, the founder and CEO of Ladies of Leverage. Kelly um, empowers women to leverage their expertise, their resources, and their relationships to build their business, brand, and badassery. A retired attorney, award-winning TEDx speaker, author, and mentor, Kelly is on a mission to create safe spaces for women to create influence and impact and unapologetically own their power so they can live the life they've always envisioned. Amazing. I love that intro. Thank you so much for being with us today, Kelly. I'm really oh, thank excited. You, yes. So I would I would love to just kick this off by asking you a, well, I have so many questions for you. Um, but we would love to know all about who you serve, a little bit more about the women that you serve. I know it's, it's somewhat in your bio, but um, tell us all about it. Sure. So um, Ladies Who Leverage is for women entrepreneurs, women who have a side hustle and women who are in transition. So we cover the gamut of women in their professions. And the whole goal, I started Ladies Who Leverage last March. And the whole reason that I started it was because I hate networking. And I, <laughs> I wanted a space, well, traditional networking in terms of having to go to some place and an event and then having to play the game of, you know, business card bingo or, you know, well, how's your dog? And, you know, all that kind of stuff <laughs> before I could really say to you, hey, I'm in business. This is what I'm doing. You know, is there some way that you and I could have a discussion to see if we have a mutually beneficial, you know, connection? And so I wanted to take away all of the fluff so that women could just be in a space that was safe, that was non-judgmental, that was non-competitive, so that they could ask for what they wanted and what they need in order to move either their career forward or move their business forward. And so it started out um, just as a Facebook group. I, I really hadn't thought of what it could be. And over the past year, I really realized what I have created in terms of Ladies Who Leverage. And so we're in the midst of a transition of really making it um, something bigger. But the whole goal behind it is to create influence and impact um, in the world and to impact young women and young girls so that they can see there's all types of women in this world who are doing all types of amazing things and that they can do it too. I love that so much. And I, I a point that you made too is you were just, you were just speaking about uh, competition. And I think that that's, you know, been a big topic for a lot of women because, uh, you know, if we look at the media and different things, then I think it really encourages competition among women. Uh, so what are some ways that you are um, allowing that or creating that safe space so women really feel comfortable enough and are incentivized not to compete with each other? Well, first of all, our stand in Ladies Who Leverage is we don't compete, we collabosource. So from the very beginning, one of the things that I, I love that tenants, collabosource. Yeah. <laughs> one of the tenets of um, Ladies Who Leverage is collabosourcing. And that is a way of working together to support each other, refer each other, hire each other. 
right? And so it's not just a space where because we're in this group together, it's like, oh, give me the sister discount. No, mm -hmm. I have a business, right? You have a business. Now, if you want to do whatever you want to do in terms of negotiating, that's fine, but it's really about respect. And because I believe I belong everywhere I am and because I believe that there is enough for everyone and that we should you know, operate out of abundance and not scarcity, I've created a space where the women who come into that space also feel that and understand that. And part of it is in our, um, we have two levels in Ladies Who Leverage. So one is um, our Facebook group where everybody's in the Facebook group. And then we have um, Ladies Who Leverage investors. And the investors meet twice a month um, in what we call summits, which are like mini masterminds. And so in that space, we really get to know each other. And so you understand that these women are really here to support you. They're not here to judge you. They're not here to take anything from you. We're all just in this space. And that's what you can see even in the Facebook group, in the post. I really have taken, um, have made it my mission that there is no garbage going on, no foolishness going on within the group. And it really is a very supportive atmosphere. Now, it doesn't mean that we just always rah-rah and cheerlead, right? Mm -hmm. We may give you loving feedback. We'll tell you, no, we don't think that that's the right way for you to go. But I've really just created and curated a space where people feel comfortable to be able to do the things and to understand that, yeah, if you are here to come and, and competition is not a bad thing. So let me say this competition mm -hmm. is not a bad thing. We all compete for different things, right? We compete for our clients. We compete for jobs. We compete for those things. Competition is bad when it is a negative, when you think that because in order for me to succeed, I have to take from you. That's when competition becomes bad. Competition of like pushing each other is not a bad thing. I, I love that distinction so much because it's such a mind shift, uh, a mind shift, uh, mindset shift. There we mm -hmm. go. There's the words. Uh, and uh, if you come into a relationship with an open mind, with the intention to give to the other woman, with the intention to give uh, support, then you can never be taken advantage of, right? Because right. you're giving from a place of love, you're giving your resources because you want to, not because you think you're going to get something back or you're, you know, for any other, for any other reason than just to share, right? And to yeah. see uh, the sisters grow and uh, trade resources. Because ultimately, I, I also believe that when we're stronger together, that when we pair up, we collaborate, that we're only going to rise faster and we get things done quicker. And the people that we serve only benefit uh, so much more and our families ultimately benefit. Yeah. Because I, I don't know about you, but a lot of the clients that I work with um, who are business owners and entrepreneurs are generally the breadwinners in their household. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're very alpha female, <laughs> very type A personalities, very high achieving. Um, and it's- and it, I'm it's a former really lawyer, so I'm all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I consider myself a recovery type A because I have, yes, I've learned to step back and just de not, not get into stress. I found all kinds of beautiful ways to not be in the stress body. But yeah, I think that um, that's so beautiful that you're creating that space and, and offering that to women. Um, and, and it also sounds like you have reinvented yourself uh, a few times. You have books that you've written, multiple 
uh, career uh, tracks that you've been on. Um, what are some of the challenge that you, challenges that you face as an entrepreneur, um, kind of getting this next phase of your business up and running? For me, this this um, this journey is different in that I've been an entrepreneur before, but I was the side hustler, right? So sometimes, and, and I've also been a full-time entrepreneur before, but doing things that were more creative. Um, what I've, this time, what has been harder for me is having to really build the business and having to you know, go out and figure out who's your ideal client and getting your ideal client and the sales part of it. Um, I won't say I can't because I shouldn't say I can't, but it is one of the more <laughs> challenging. It is one of the more challenging things for me is around sales and thank goodness for my coaches that I've had that have really helped me um, to move along that. But it's still one of the things that is challenging to me. I like what I do with Ladies Who Leverage, which is you know to create these spaces and and just have the conversations and facilitate discussions. And when I was a lawyer, when I was a practicing lawyer for 24 years in all the firms that I, I never really had to bring in business, right? I would come to work, I would have my clients, I would do my work, I would go home. I mean, I would work basically all, <laughs> day, all night, but mm -hmm. I never had to do that part of it, the building of the business. And I regret that in, in some ways because I wish that when I was a younger lawyer, um, that that was taught to me, the whole goal of um, business development. I wish I had learned those skills because they would have served me well now. So now I have to learn that and that's fine. Um, and I'm, I'm learning a lot of different things um, in this particular journey as an entrepreneur. When I've done it before, I've just really been doing it, right? I was winging it um, mm -hmm. and I was fortunate that I was successful when I did it before. But looking back, I could see, you know, how now having all the different coaches that I have, I think I have four coaches right now. <laughs> Which is amazing. Just for our listeners, don't ever trust a coach who doesn't have a coach. Yeah, I have like four or five of them. And, yes. and people, you know, why do you have so many coaches? Mm -hmm. Because they're all teaching me different things. And yes. so I think that's also important to find the people who can teach you different things is not everybody can teach you everything. Not one person can teach you everything. Beautiful. And and I've always found that the the greater the leader, the more help that they need, you know, because they know the value of having quick information from the mm -hmm. best resources. So it really is about the quality of the people that you're you're selecting to be on your team. Um, and your coaches are on your team, right? They're they're uh, pivotal, um, which is actually how we met, right? We yep. met in our in Heather Havenwood's podcast challenge, which she's amazing. So, yep. um, and she's coaching me right now. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, she's a great coach, uh, very good person. If you guys are interested in learning about podcasts, look up yep. Heather Havenwood. I love um, my podcast in a weekend. Me and me too. We did yeah. it so quickly. It was so much fun. And look at the connections that we're creating out of it. So absolutely, so many beautiful benefits. Um, so that's a great point that you bring up about sales and just about all of the challenges that that happen as we jump out into entrepreneurship. For me, I came from a sales background, so the sales part I, I knew, but it's all the other stuff. Like I didn't know how to put together 
like when the first time I opened Kianfa, I was like, oh my gosh, this is another language. I have and that is like my, I love, <laughs> my love language, being in there and oh. creating all that stuff. I'm a rabbit holer. I love being in those spaces, which mm -hmm. wastes time, but I love it. I don't think it's a waste of time. I've seen uh, your graphics, they're beautiful. Okay. So I think that you're doing some uh, amazing creative things in, in more ways than one, which is really what entrepreneurship is, right? Because we get to wear mm -hmm. all the different hats. So you're the marketing department, you're the creative department, you're the sales department, right? You're the coach. And then eventually you, you hire a team, you know, when you get to that point of growing. Um, and and it, it, there's just a lot of moving parts. So yeah. I love that you're sharing that we need need that extra support. Yeah, and we, I mean, when you talk about a team, sometimes we think about, um, and, and this has even been in, in my thought process, you know, oh my gosh, I don't have enough to really have a, a team member. I don't have, maybe I don't have, think I don't have enough money to hire a team member. And even I sit here today and I'm like, I need an admin. But then I think, well, what's the admin gonna do? And then I sit here and I'm like, oh yeah, an admin <laughs> could be doing this, right? And I still mm -hmm. don't, because I like all of the, cre I'm a very left brain, right brain person. And my right brain is dominant, which is I'm interesting a, because I'm a lawyer. <laughs> right. right. And it's interesting because yeah. I'm a lawyer. So you would think the you know, my left brain logical side is more dominant. But for me, my right brain is more dominant. And so when that when that takes over and then I have to create, then I'm like, I'm creating. Until I get mm -hmm. all of that out, I can't do anything else. And so it, it makes it hard for me to bring people in. So I do have somebody who helps me with all my graphics, you know, helps me a lot with my graphics and I'll tell mm -hmm. her, no, no, change this, change that. No, change that. <laughs> I'm a con I like to be in control. <laughs> like change this. Um, mm -hmm. But it's been, this past year has been just an awesome um, journey for me. And, you know, I don't only do ladies who leverage, so I'm a professional speaker and I train employees on unconscious bias, bystander intervention. I, I saw that you have several yeah. TEDx talks, so you can and check one. her out on YouTube. Oh, one. Okay. Yeah. You, have, you have multiple books though, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. That's what I saw. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, I do that too. So that feeds the left brain. Um, so it's, it's just been a really awesome journey. Uh, and um, I'm looking forward to all the things that are coming, especially for ladies who leverage. I love that. And I, and there's so many gems in there as well, I think, in just sharing the process, because I think uh, there's ladies right now that are listening that might be in their corporate jobs and wondering how, like what the first step is to even yeah. jumping out into starting their own business. And um, so far you've shared that, you know, it began as, as, a, as a side hustle. So it started with a dream and then it, it kind of progressed from there and now you're full blown. And, yeah, well, and the I'll other thing that out. I love is <laughs> I okay. <laughs> yeah, that happens here. I got <laughs> I actually got laid off from my advertising agency. And um, I think that was the biggest blessing that ever happened in what? my life because it really forced me to take an inventory and be like, who do you want to be next? You know, what do yeah. you want to be in this next chapter of your life? And what is it going to feel like? What is she going to be doing that's going to be serving the world in, in a great and powerful way? And, you know, having more fun and more time with my family. So, yeah. which I think I got my freedom awesome. papers. Oh, yes. I love that. Yes. Freedom papers for sure. And, and we do get to learn all of those skills, right? And so it's a, mm -hmm. learning a little bit about everything. Um, but the other beautiful thing that I heard you kind of allude to is 
you know, we do need to hire out other people. And it's actually an honor to be able to hire a team. You put together your dream team to support you in the next phase. And one of the things that I've come up against recently is, no, I'm not going to shrink. I refuse mm-hmm. to shrink. I am going to spend that money on that admin assistant. Yes. I'm going to spend the money on that coach because it's an investment in myself and it's an investment in the people that I'm going to serve because it's only going to um, to enrich their experience and allow them to, um, to move faster, to yeah. uh, transform quicker if they have the right tools and I'm supported in the right way. Is that an experience that you've had as well? Yeah, because you you think, you know, you think um, I, if I spend this money, I'm not going to have this money. But then mm-hmm. you have to think if you don't spend that money, you're not going to get more money. Right. You Amen have to that. Invest, right. right. You have to invest yeah. in yourself. And, mm-hmm. and I've had to come around to that. That's not just something that I was like, oh, yeah, just always go do that. That's something <laughs> that, you know, that I've had to to learn and just really go with it and just say, yes, I have to take this, this money and invest it in the business because I need to invest. I need to collapse time. Mm -hmm. I need to collapse time. I need to collapse knowledge. Right. And so there's no need for me to then spend the next six months holding on to this money, trying to figure out how I could do all this stuff when I could have paid somebody. And in two months, I could figure out how to do it because they've already done it. They've made the mistakes. So they'll tell me, don't do that here, do this instead. So mm-hmm. I can get to more money faster. Right. And so I think it's really important. Um, and you don't have to, you know, people say hire a team, a team could be mm-hmm. one person. Yes. Right? You definitely. have somebody on your team. It could be one person. It could be your admin. It could just be that person who takes the time, takes away the time that you'd spend like opening emails or maybe responding to emails so that you can go do something else that's revenue generating. Right. Mm-hmm. And so a team doesn't have to mean 10 people, 50 people, whatever. And I think sometimes when people hear that word, um, then it becomes daunting because they're thinking it team. be a little intimidating. <laughs> right. It, it, it could be somebody from Fiverr. It could be somebody from Upwork, you know, whatever. You know, as part of my team, I had somebody, you know, a copywriter from Upwork and I have, you know, my VA who does a lot of my graphics and stuff. But that's those people are part of your team. And you can get those people to help you for it, not a huge investment, but the time that it takes away from what you are spending your time on not generating revenue is so worth it. That's huge. And I think um, you just hit the nail on the head for sure. And I think the other part of this as uh, leaders, we're used to being in a corporate setting where we already have a built out team and there's already resources and all these things available. So we don't actually have to ask ourselves uh, too many hard questions like, mm-hmm. what kind of leader am I? What are my personal values? You know, what what makes me tick at, and is going to help my my little company, tiny but mighty in the beginning, really run. So I think it is about, um, as a leader, knowing your strengths and then hiring out your weaknesses. So mm-hmm. it might not be that you need an admin. Maybe you need an accountant like me. I definitely, I have a yeah. bookkeeper. So <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie that it's not my strength, right? So we hire, we hire our weaknesses and we ask for help in the areas um, that, you know, we know it's not going to get done if we don't have yeah. somebody there to, to help us. Yeah. And I think the risk, even for your strengths, mm-hmm. maybe it's having somebody who is as good as yours or, you know, a little bit better than you 
so that that may be a partnership as opposed mm -hmm. to you know them taking away something from you in terms of taking it off your plate it may be mm -hmm. enhancing what's on your plate right so that you multiply right your your ability to be mm -hmm. wherever so it's a way to scale that's another way to scale to have people who are who are kind of at your level um mm -hmm. yeah i think about that within ladies who leverage of how there's all ranges of women within our group you know in terms of um business savvy um where they are in their business and so that whole um gamut and spectrum of having women together in all of those spaces i think is what makes ladies who leverage so wonderful uh, because mm -hmm. you have women who can you know tell you yep i did that oh can and or somebody looking up to say hey can you help me to do this how would i do this and we all work together um mm -hmm. really you know well in that space so you know don't all, we we think sometimes that we have to get people to take things off of our plate that we don't really want to do mm -hmm. but it may not be that it might be that we just need somebody to come on so that they can enhance or multiply help us to multiply what we're doing Oh, I love that point. That that is definitely spot on to you. I I know Steve Jobs, and when I when I read his book, he always talked about how uh, the best leaders always hire up. They hire employees that are smarter than them, that are going to bring the good ideas, that can do things faster. And then their job was truly just to focus on the vision and keep yep. the train on the tracks. And and again, um, this really does apply. I love that word collabosource. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah, um, Yeah, because I think that takes the competition out of it. When you view everybody that you meet, you're you're looking at them saying, you know, how can I serve you? How can we serve each other? And use each other's strengths and and yeah. and really be able to lean on each other and help each other grow our businesses. And I think that's when the magic really happens. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And it's, it has been magic. It is way more, um, what has happened over this past year is way more than I ever envisioned. Mm -hmm. uh, when I started Ladies Who Leverage, but I, now when you need to talk about the vision, I have the vision. I see the vision. Tell I us see. about your vision. I want to hear more. <laughs> so the vision for, for Ladies Who Leverage is so if you spend any time in Clubhouse, um, you just see- Just a little bit. I might right, be like a, little a little bit addicted. That's also Heather's fault. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. <laughs> but you see what's happening in Clubhouse in terms of the power of association and bringing people together. And I know that in Ladies Who Leverage, we have some powerhouse women in Ladies Who Leverage. And powerhouse is in their own right, right? Mm -hmm. And I know that, that um, the women that are in that group they can be the global leaders in this in this space in this world for people to look to uh, ladies who leverage my vision and for ladies mm -hmm. who leverage is to be the global leader for women to understand that that's the place that you come to if you want to create influence and impact and want to make a positive um, change in the world and that's so beautiful. so i'm working on that i am working on mm -hmm. us really understanding one that we belong everywhere that we are Mm -hmm. And two, that we can own our power and live life unapologetically AF. And so I'm, I'm <laughs> like, yes, I feel that right there. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm writing a new book, um, which will come out in July. And the book is 51 Ways to Unleash Your Badassery and Live Life Unapologetically oh AF. Oh, my goodness. That's fire. Yeah. That's going to be messy. Yes. Yeah, so I was talking, you were talking about taking risks and doing mm -hmm. things. 
And I was talking to um, Heather today because we had coaching earlier and I was talking to her. I said, you know what? I decided I want to do a book launch. I said, I want to do a book tour. I just mm -hmm. I want to do like a mini city um, book tour. And this is what I, you know, I want for this new book. And mm -hmm. I said, you know, I want it to be, I said, think of, you know, what Oprah did with her tour and Yale and Vincent did with their tour, where it's really just about having these powerful conversations. Mm -hmm. um, and just so connecting with people. Yeah, and connecting, connecting with people. So mm -hmm. that's my goal. We'll see, because you know, COVID is trying to put a damper on everything. But that mm -hmm. is like my goal is um the, the book is gonna be released July 27th. And so, um, yeah, I'm I'm focused on that, and and um, Heather's going to help me with that, with putting the tour together, and she's actually going to write the forward for the book. So I'm excited about that. Oh, that's that's amazing. That's such uh, that's powerful right there. And what was your inspiration behind writing the book during this time? Like, why do you feel like it, it's going to be more more valuable than any other time to you be able to publish that work? Cause I just think women need to hear it, right? They just, they need to be able to read it so that they can continue to read it. And so that it just becomes a part of who they are. So this whole month, what we've done in Ladies Who Leverage, we've been doing this series called What's the Tea? Every Friday, mm -hmm. um, so this Friday- I saw your last, piano. Yeah, it was our last series. And we've just been talking about issues that impact women personally and professionally. And I just believe that when women have these conversations and they see other women having these conversations and they can hear, right, then it will give you it will give you the courage because that's what we really need, right? We all have mm -hmm. our voices. Sometimes we don't amplify our voices. Sometimes we can't amplify our voices, but we have them. And so you know, these are things that have helped me throughout my life. All the things that I've done throughout my life, I've been it's everything throughout my life. And so it's really the lessons that I have, the ways that I have been able to maneuver losing two six figure jobs, you know, being on welfare when I was, you know, 20 and, and a, a 21 year old single parent who had to put her child under the desk, you know, having my car repossessed. But, you know, always bounce. That's back, real right? life stuff. That is yeah. real life stuff. Right. And so it's just going it, to, it's a, it's going to be the cutest book. It's a six and a half by six and a half. And it's just one of those things that you can just open. You don't have to read chapter to chapter. You're not going to lose anything. It's just the different ways. And one day you just might say, what does Kelly mean by sit, not stay? Hmm. Right. And so you get to go and see that when I talk about sit, don't stay. What I mean is when we have something exciting that happens to us or we have something horrible that happens to us, sit in the moment so that you can acknowledge that that has occurred. However, mm -hmm. don't stay there because if you stay there, there's no forward movement. There's no progress, whether it was good or bad. Right. So those are just things that I say all the time and have been saying over but, you know, my life. That that all by itself is such a concept. Like somebody listening right now is like, oh, my gosh, that just hit me right where I needed it. Because yeah. I think far too often as women, we do stay in places where we're not appreciated, where our voice is not being heard. And like you said, if you have if you have the ability to have your voice heard, you should be using it. Yeah. You know, it's uh, and it's not about being perfect. You know, we're all learning as we go along. It's just about, you know, continuing to reach out because you're going to you're already impacting women. But you're, I can just see that your vision is going to be impacting thousands and thousands of women. And so so incredibly powerful. So I'm excited for your book to come out. 
Me too. I got a book. <laughs> She's like, well, I'm almost writing it. <laughs> I love that. Well, I would love to also ask you a little bit about found, uh, foundational questions because I know entrepreneurship can be really daunting. There's lots of stress involved. And, um, and also, I think that we have to have mind, body, spirit all in check to have our, our business in flow. So what role does spirituality have in your business and just in, in keeping balance in your life? Well, I believe that everything happens for a reason. So I'm not a, a religious person, but I do believe that there's a higher power. And mm -hmm. so whatever happens in life, and you know, I may think, why did that happen? But I, you know, I truly think that things happen for a reason. So, you know, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a person who goes to church. I'm not a person who reads the Bible. I understand all of those things. I, you know, mm -hmm. have no qualm with any of them. It's just not who I am. I, you know, mm -hmm. I wasn't raised that way. But I do believe in prayer. I do believe that there's a higher power. I do believe that somebody guides our guides our steps. Mm -hmm. And so when things happen, though I may question them, then I just go back to my belief that everything happens for a reason. That's well said. And I, I think that we're kind of on the same page. I think I grew up in a really religious upbringing. I grew up in a Catholic house, household. And over time, I just came to have, I think our relationship with our higher power is definitely a very personal one. Um, but I'm always curious with entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I really feel like there has to be some type of of um, alignment through the whole, you know, wheel of life, so to speak, right? All the different areas of our life in alignment. Um, and I, I've seen people that have been wildly successful and, and you might have this experience to share to you, maybe of clients you've worked with recently um, who have it all uh, seemingly, right? Mm -hmm. They have, they've made, they've been super successful. They've made lots of money. You know, they have a family, they have all the things, but there's still something that's missing. Right. And that's and it's that last piece of the mental spiritual alignment. Um, so is that something that you also work with uh, within your coaching? So I believe in alignment always mm -hmm. like everything has to be in alignment. But what drives me and what keeps me sane is clarity. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have to be very clear. So even in the past couple of weeks around ladies who leverage, there was some, you know, um, I wasn't as clear about I knew what the vision was. I wasn't clear how I was going to get there. So that takes me out of alignment. When I am unclear, that just really throws me off. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm back in alignment. So I don't ever, I don't think of it because I'm not a religious or a really spiritual person in that way. I don't think mm -hmm. of it in those terms. Okay. I think about it in terms of being clear and mm -hmm. being in alignment and things that are not in alignment with what I'm doing need to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Right. And I need to get yeah. clear because when I'm clear, I'm unstoppable. So mm -hmm. that's what happens to me that you, I will be out of balance and that you'll know um, because I will get quiet. Mm -hmm. um, I will withdraw a little bit. Um, I cry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? uh, and I'm just not um, centered. Right. I'm not mm -hmm. centered and I'm not settled. But the minute that I get clear, like I am laser focused. So like right now I am laser focused on what I need to do with ladies who leverage. I can feel it. I can feel the energy <laughs> all the way from over here, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I am so clear. I felt it. <laughs> but I, I totally agree. I, when I get off uh, my game and I'm not clear, I get so emotional and I, I start having a, 
yeah, it just kind of wreaks havoc everywhere, mm -hmm. right? So uh, for me, it's meditation. For me, it, oh. it's it's breath work, right? And I found like breath work is the fastest way to clarity that I found ever. So I share it with all of my clients. And and actually, I'd love to invite you to come and experience breath work. We have I it on will. Wednesday night. Um, now, you, now you will be yeah. really good if you can get me to do it because I've tried yoga. <laughs> I have tried, my mind does not stay still. I am mm -hmm. always thinking and I have never been able to quiet my mind. So I, I'll be doing yoga and they're saying, oh yeah, and just be, you know, talk, think about going to the just beach. And I'm like, man, breathe. what do I have to do? Yeah, that doesn't work. I'm like, okay, I need to go back and I need to do this and I need to yeah. do that. So my brain's mm -hmm. always moving. And, and that's a real common complaint, actually. Like uh, everybody who comes for their first time is like, I don't know if this is going to work. This this seems really my, I don't know. I don't know if I can sit through the whole thing. And then magically after, at the end, they're like, whoa, what just happened? And I feel so clear and calm and my mind is not talking to me. It's amazing. That would be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my mind talks to me at two o'clock in the morning, three mm -hmm. o'clock in the morning. And I sit and I keep saying, sleep like in my mind i just keep saying sleep 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 mm -hmm. so i can go back to sleep and it's like no no go get that pink my um journal you have over there and start writing down all the stuff <laughs> that i'm telling you so or it gives you a best of reel of all the things that you said that might have been or whatever the best hits of oh my yeah. gosh i did that at three in the morning yeah i think maybe some people could identify with that great um, so we'll switch it back over to um, entrepreneurship because I would love, since you have such a wealth of knowledge for you to share with the listeners, maybe your top three tips uh, for, as an entrepreneur, uh, things that um, that they can look out for when starting um, a transition, actually, because I know that you work more with, with ladies in transition. I mean, I work with them in all stages. So the mm -hmm. women who are in our group are in all stages. But if I was to look at my um, the way that I entered entrepreneurship this time, mm -hmm. I would say have a plan, really okay. think about what you want to do. So I had been planning for two years to transition out of the full-time practice of law to become mm -hmm. a speaker. I ended up getting pushed out. So I got fired, you know, at the end of 2019 because they couldn't afford to pay me and I had mm -hmm. to make a decision. But luckily I had for two years been building the foundation of that business. So when I came out, however I was going to come out, I wasn't going to be starting from scratch. So if it's something that you're thinking of doing, start to lay the foundation, start to save money. That was something that I didn't do as well, right? To save money and use that, use your job to fund your business, right? <laughs> to to get your dream in place. So I would say have a plan. Number two, have systems in place. You know, you talked about having a bookkeeper. Thankfully, this last year, I've always done our taxes. And thankfully, this last year, I got QuickBooks. So I was just like, here, accountant, take this, do that, right? Um, and so, you know, all the other systems that you need to have in place, you know, regarding um, email marketing and, you know, just all of the numbers of things that you have. And those are some of the things that we, you know, make sure that people understand and ladies who leverage. Um, and then hire people, hire coaches, right? Mm -hmm. So we think that we know everything and we have a vision, but you don't necessarily know how to execute on that vision. I'm a master at reverse engineering. So if I can see it, I can create it. Right. But also in creating it, I know that in that creation, there are resources that I need. And those resources include people. Right. Those resources include education. Those resources include all kinds of other things. And so um, so plan 
have your systems in place and hire coaches. Those are three things that I would say. Perfect. I love that. And um, and you had just and also mentioned a whole bunch of different points as well. And what what part of your business did you automate that that made life a lot easier for you? So right now my um, so my email marketing is automated, and I've I've gone through the different ones from Mailchimp to I had Mailchimp, I've had ConvertKit, I had Active Campaign, now I have Kartra. So, um, you know, and then there's just all kinds of other stuff that's tied. So a lot of the things are tied together. So my Facebook is tied to, you know, my Instagram is tied to my social B because social B sends out all of my posts. So that has really been a lot of um, very helpful to have um, the social media platform be populated without me um, having to, to do it. And I still do, you know, do things on my own, but it has its own, mm -hmm. you know, automation. I think that's probably one of the biggest things that has helped because um, that can take a lot of time, but I'm still, I'm still learning, right. All of the systems that I need. And as I talk to my different coaches, I learn, you know, well, you have like, the reason I got Kartra is because Kartra takes the place of four things or five things that I was doing, right? So I had to go to mm -hmm. five different systems in order to do the thing that I can do all of it in one space. So as you start to grow and as you start to um, learn more, you learn about all of these different things. So what, what you need, right? What you need when you first start, not what you can have, but what you need when you first start is not necessarily what you're going to need later. And sometimes if you understand what the bigger vision is, right? So I was talking to um, Alison Maslin did a room in Clubhouse the other day and she was talking about scaling. And mm -hmm. I've always been told that, you know, scaling is not something that you think about right now. Scaling is what you think about later. And she was like, no, from the very beginning, you should be thinking about scaling. And so, you know, in the beginning, some of the systems, so in the beginning, I didn't need a car truck. However, mm -hmm. if I had Carter in the beginning, it would have just been easier to start building, 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 building. But you learn, you know, you learn, you live and mm -hmm. you learn. And so, you know, I'm still learning. I'm sure at some point I'll get something <laughs> out. Um, but, but I'm open, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be open to being able to make those types of changes and those types of shifts and listening. But you also have to be mindful because there's so many things out there and so many people telling you so many things. You mm -hmm. cannot do what everybody says and everything that everybody says is not right for your business. Amen. She's like, mic drop from there. <laughs> That's so true, though, because I think as entrepreneurs, we are, it, it can be information overload. You can get analysis paralysis because there's literally you go on to a ClickFunnels website and they have like 8,000 tutorials you can take, right? Then every single person that you talk to is going to tell you to do one thing. You know, you'll learn 20 different ways to do one thing. So yes. it really is just about getting started. Like pick something, go with it. Um, and, I, and I also love that you're encouraging everybody to think about scaling from the beginning um, as as they grow, because I think that that might be a pitfall that uh, most entrepreneurs make is they, they kind of design the business, they design themselves into it in such a way where they can't exit it eventually. Yeah. Because so, the goal is to be able to have, like you said, uh, to be able to scale and have people that would 
complement the business and be able to carry on. Yes, because I designed to... myself into ladies who leverage <laughs> because I see how much time it takes. I'm like, yeah, you need to design yourself. <laughs> She's like, I need to have an exit plan. <laughs> I need an exit strategy. But I will always be, it's funny because I was thinking about this yes the other day and I was thinking about, you know, the whole concept of scaling mm -hmm. and scaling ladies who leverage. And one of the things that I, I hope to um, always keep in ladies who leverage is the ability for the women in the group to have contact with me, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's one of the things that is probably unique about ladies who leverage in that they they can call me, they can text me, they you know they have access to me, even though I'm the person who runs this whole group. They actually have access. I'm not just some name that you know started. Um, the group and I hope to keep that up. I know as it gets bigger, there'll be, I'll have less opportunities to be all, you know, always be wherever, but mm -hmm. I want that to be a mainstay that I'm not just a name somewhere that I'm actually <laughs> a name, a face, a person that mm -hmm. they can speak to. I love that. And I was actually, I saw Grant Cardone's um, event a couple weeks ago and he had Tommy Hilfiger on stage. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the first things that he said. He was like, nobody thinks that Tommy Hilfiger is a real person anymore uh, because his brand has gotten so huge. Maybe the, you know, maybe people our age, they, they mm -hmm. know that he's a real person, but there's a lot of people in the world that thought that he was just a brand, mm -hmm. right? So I think it's so... Uh, important for people to know that there's actually a woman behind all the magic and that she's yeah. accessible. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I really appreciate all of the time that you spent chatting with us and just sharing your wisdom and your vision. I'm so excited to see the things that you create in the world and to collaborate more with you. Yeah. Uh, so as we end, um, what is the best way uh, for people to find you, work with you, reach out to you? Okay. So for ladies who leverage, go to team. So T-E-A-M as in Mary L-W-L.com. And that's how you can join the group. And when you come into the group, come in and hang out for a little while in the free group, but really think about becoming an investor because that's where really the magic happens. And if you, if somebody wants to talk to me about speaking, then they can go to my website, kellycharlescollins.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And again, thank you for being on the show today. And to all the listeners that are out there, if you've been listening all the way through, we really, really appreciate you. And while I have you, I am going to invite you guys to come and take advantage of the breathwork circle that I host every Wednesday night. It's uh, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And you can sign up by going to the website breathewithris.com. All right. Well, until next time, guys, thank you again for joining us and stay connected, be kind, live in gratitude and be light. Bye for now.